Hey everybody, welcome to an episode of the Broke Nerd Podcast. Now, here's the thing. I do want to apologize for not putting an episode out sooner. It's just that I tried over this weekend. I don't know why. I wasn't feeling it for some reason. That I kept messing up. I kept doing this and that. And like I just the wind and the sails and everything kind of took off. So I took a couple of days to actually get myself recollected and not focus on it and now I'm back and I'm ready to get this going again now here we're gonna go with two breaking news items over the weekend that we actually found out that James Gunn has been re-instituted um, into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and now he's coming back to actually direct um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 which I am really looking forward to seeing but a lot of people are going like, hey, Rob, here's the thing. Isn't um, James Gunn doing the Suicide Squad movie for DC? Yes, he is. But Marvel has made a deal with him that he's going to go ahead and actually do Suicide Squad. And after he gets done with that, he's coming back to actually do Guardians 3, which I am actually really looking forward to. And... I kind of felt like he was coming back because I think that the Cosmic Wonder on YouTube, he kind of pointed this out that like they were still using James Gunn's script for Guardians 3. And a lot of people were going like, well, if you're using the script, don't you kind of see a little foreshadowing that he's coming back to actually direct it? In some cases, yes. Some cases, no. Because there has been times that where people have came onto a project that they used the script, but yet they used a different director for it. But on a rare occasion that they would still bring back the person who had written it for before and actually doing the movie again. But I'm just really glad that... These, um, Marvel has wised up and actually rehired James Gunn to actually finish this trilogy because he always had plans to making a, a beginning middle event to the Guardians of the Galaxy and for him to come back to actually do this it's amazing because like he knows these characters really well because I mean heck during the Avengers Infinity War that the Russo brothers actually brought James Gunn on board to actually write the dialogue for the Guardians of the Galaxy because nobody knew those characters better than James Gunn. Now, how I actually found out about the news was actually due to Sean Gunn's um, Instagram page that he kind of dropped in there thing a uh, post about his brother. He was going like, yeah, I'm going to leave this here. And it was actually a post from the Hollywood Reporter saying that... um. James was coming back to actually direct Guardians 3 and I was going like yes like I literally had a fan um fanboy moment because like I'm going like oh my god finally um Marvel got to stick out her butt <laughs> and now caring about what happened like 10 plus years ago due to a damn tweet and that's the main reason why James Gunn was fired was due to the fact that like it was a really like old tweets and whatnot that were put out and because of that they fired him 
which was stupid. I mean, why would you want to fire someone over because of crap that happened in the past? I mean, this guy has made billions and billions of dollars. Why in there didn't get rid of your golden goose? And then especially the golden goose that was James Gunn. But, um, sadly, things happened, but at least Marvel came up and wised up to the occasion and brought them back. And actually, speaking about Marvel, that it has been confirmed that the deals with 21st Century Fox and Disney has finally been cemented. That everything went through, that now Disney owns 21st Century Fox. So that means we are getting the X-Men back, we're getting Deadpool back, and we're getting the Fantastic Four back, which I am really happy to hear because, like, don't get me wrong, I love the movies that have came out. Sadly, though, one movie I didn't like was the Fantastic Four one. We all know which one we're talking about, and what's sad about that is literally it's so bad. I actually found a Blu-ray copy of the movie at a five below. That's how bad the movie was. But the thing is, is that I'm just happy that we're getting the um, movie and fi- um, movie and TV rights back to these characters because. It has been a great absence without our um, favorite mutants, and if not, our favorite Merc, um, Merc with the Mouth, and the first family of Marvel. Because the thing is, it is true that basically Fantastic Four and X-Men are the family groups, but we all know that the first official family of Marvel was the Fantastic Four. But anywho, I just wanted to drop those breaking news things, and we're going to go ahead and move on to the podcast. Now, here's the thing. I actually want to talk about the revisiting of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Now, I actually love this movie. I actually went with my cousin Patrick and my cousin Robert that we actually went when they were here. Um, a while ago that we actually went to go see the movie Into the Spider-Verse and I just loved the movie. I instantly loved it. And I actually loved the fact that we had the whole cinema to ourselves when we went to it because we kind of went to a matinee um, showing of it which was actually awesome because we literally, I kid you not, we had the whole theater to ourselves. And kind of like it felt like a VIP thing for some reason that like it felt like we've run it out the theater and that we just enjoyed ourselves and their thing while watching the movie but anywho I just loved the movie and especially I'm really happy due to the fact that it won the Academy Award for best animated movie which I'm really happy I'm really happy that finally that Marvel's starting to get some recognition in the Academy Awards. But anywho, like if you guys haven't gotten the chance to actually watch it, it has came out on Blu-ray and DVD. It has been streaming for a while. And apparently I actually just saw this on Instagram that there's an actual special edition uh, Walmart exclusive where you actually get the movie that you get the DVD, Blu-ray, digital copy and I think you get like an action figure of Miles Morales um, Spider-Man from it and I'm actually thinking about getting it 
because the thing is, is that I actually thought that was pretty cool that you get this set because the last time I saw something like this was um during the Venom one that they had this like little figurine of Venom and you got a digital copy of the movie I wanted to get it but like I was kind of like yeah not really because I didn't really like the look of the um action figure but this one though Into the Spider-Verse I definitely want to get my hands on it but Anywho, let's go ahead and move on to some other stuff. That um, for any fans that are role players or RPGers, that if you guys know that Geek and Sundry has a um show called Critical Role. Now, if you guys don't know what it is, Critical Role was a show on Geek and Sundry that was actually part um Dungeons and Dragons and some other role playing games that they have done over the years. But the thing is, is that they actually are branching out on their own. That they basically left Geek and Sundry and went to go start their own channel on Twitch. And to be able to just stand on their own two feet. Which is really good. They ended everything on good terms with Geek and Sundry. And they have to do, um, I think it's Lionsgate that actually owns um, Geek and Sundry, their media department. And the thing is, is that I'm really glad to hear when a channel has enough growth to be able to stand on their own two feet. And especially, I love Critical Role. Critical Role is one of those shows that I actually really like. So, I just want to say congratulations, Critical Role, on your success, on moving on to your own, um, staying on your own two feet. And all I wish is the best of luck to you guys on your many ventures that you go through out the time now all right let's go ahead and move on to some other stuff um okay here's the thing um matt ryan who is bestly known as constantine in the arrowverse that pretty much he had a show on his own on nbc really didn't last that long he only lasted one season but it was because it was competing with all their heavy hitters on the time slot that was given. And sadly, a lot of fans weren't gravitating to the show as they would normally do. Because, I mean, you had Arrow, you had The Flash, you had um, DC Legends of Tomorrow, you had Supergirl. And you had all these other shows that were on during this time. And I feel like Constantine didn't get to... Um, fan base or if not in their thing get the following that it was supposed to but luckily he made appearances on Arrow, Flash and Supergirl and on top of that has became a series regular on DC's Legends of Tomorrow but there has been talk in the realms of the DC Universe streaming service that they are actually planning on actually bringing him back as his character as Constantine and actually giving him a second season or if not rebooting the series on DC Universe and the thing is is that like um to pretty much see that coming into the picture and I'm actually really looking forward to checking that out that due to the fact that Matt Ryan is getting a second chance to actually come back to play Constantine that I'm actually really looking forward to it. He does a fantastic job as it. I know we got the um, movie version with Keanu Reeves. Don't get me wrong. But Matt Ryan basically is Constantine personified. That like I can't picture anybody else in everything playing Constantine. Except for Matt Ryan. So I'm actually really looking forward to DCU actually bringing the show back. Or if not rebooting the show. 
and to be able to bring that out there, which I'm actually really looking forward to checking out. But anywho, let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with more of Broken Nerd Podcast. Alright, now we are back with more of Broken Nerd Podcast. Now, here's the thing. There is a company that's out of California that's called One List, One Life. And what they are actually planning on doing is that they are planning on running out a movie theater to actually show Avengers Endgame to, like, um, cancer patients or if not and everything basically like Make-A-Wish that the, um, they are giving these kids a chance to actually um, watch the movie um, when it comes out which I actually think it's really commendable that these guys are actually doing that and I'm actually trying to look for um, they're actually a company based out of California and the thing is, is that what they were actually planning on doing is, like I said, they are actually planning on running out and um, a whole dealer. So um, the cancer patients and whatnot that are huge fans of Avengers or Marvel Comics that for them to actually get a chance to actually watch the movie, which I'm actually really think that's awesome that these people are actually doing that. And what they're actually trying to do, too, is that they're actually trying to get some of the actors to either appear at the, um, at that or if not to, like, leave a video message in there of encouragement, whatnot, for the cancer patients or if not the kids there or the people that are going through cancer. They're trying to give them inspirational words or if not things to be able to help them go through with what they're going through because they're already going through a lot. And the thing is, is that it sucks that with these people that they're going through it. But yet these are the toughest and hardest people that try the hardest that they can to live life the best way that they can. And that's, um, I actually commend these people that, you know, you guys are true superheroes. That you guys have this thing and yet you guys fight every single day to survive. You fight to make every day the best day that you have and that like it warms my heart knowing that there's people out there that are helping these people in the time of need and if you guys actually want to help these people out and go ahead and look them up again their name is one list one life and like i really hope that these guys do get some the cast members to actually give some videos or if not show up for it because this would make these kids lives a lot better and i'm actually really looking forward to seeing how this goes now here's another thing that i've actually saw that i actually saw this on the nerdist um youtube page that there was actually a lost episode of batman the animated series now i actually was going like wait what there's a lost episode how did i not know about this <laughs> but anywho it was actually part of the sega cd online um, that they had some games come out and one of the games was actually um batman the anime series and what it was is that it literally was a game but it had cutscenes in it that had people from the actual show because you had kevin conroy you had Mark Hamill, you had Ron Perlman, and you had a bunch of other voice actors or people that were actually part of it. The weird one is, is that Tara Strong wasn't in it, which was actually a little weird because she is um, basically Harley Quinn. 
and a little tip fact that she was actually the voice of Buttercup and a few other no actually no bubbles there we go she was the voice of bubbles from power um the powerpuff girls but anywho that i actually checked out the video myself that like it's actually up on youtube what you do is that you look up batman animated lost episode and if you are able to find it i definitely um, want you guys to watch it it was pretty good even though it wasn't that long it's like about 17 18 minutes but still it's like about the same amount of time that an actual episode is because if you actually take into like cutting out the credits and whatnot that it's actually a 22 minute show so like if you got about like 18 minutes of it that that's a good chunk in there of an episode and like I actually watched it, it was amazing. But like definitely, if you guys want to check it out, definitely look it up on YouTube. I actually didn't know about this, and I actually gotta thank um thank Hector Navarro from Nerdus who actually did that. Sadly, the episode that they did it was called Animated Investigations. Sadly, when this episode came out, it was actually the very last episode of that series, which kind of stinks because. I actually did like it and like for that like I actually really gotta commend Hector and whatnot for actually pointing this out because I would have never known them myself that there was a loss on Batman Day in the new series episode which I actually thought that was pretty cool now let's go ahead and move on to some other stuff oh yeah here's the thing they are coming out with a live action Scooby-Doo movie now here's the thing um that is no actually no 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 correction it's not a live action movie it's actually a regular animated movie but it's actually going to be a huge production thing with warner brothers now here's the thing there has been some recasting i know i know like what about certain people well i'm actually going to run off the list of people that are actually going to be in this movie like for example Gina Rodriguez who was Jane um Jane from the show Jane the Virgin she's actually um doing the role of Velma in the series which we all know is that Velma is the smart smart girl of the group and that pretty much she cannot see a thing without her glasses <laughs> but anywho let's go ahead and see who else in acting was going to be on here that um yeah here's the thing Frank Wilkins. We all know that Frank Wilkins is a huge, huge person, a part of the voiceover um, acting. That he has done the voice of Scooby Doo, Fred, and a few other characters. He has a laundry list of credits and everything to um, TV shows, and especially animated TV shows. He's basically was the Billy West of cartoons before Billy West and even came into the picture. But he is coming back to actually reprise his role as um, Scooby-Doo. We don't know for a fact if Frank is actually going to do the voice of Fred, but we all, um, but we know for sure that he is doing the voice of Scooby in the movie. <clears throat> now, here's a little bit of a thing that's happening too: that Will Forte is actually coming on board to actually play Shaggy. Now, a lot of people are going like, "Well, what about Matthew Lillard?" and everything he did a great job on it trust me i love matt and everything as um as shaggy 
And sadly, this is where this news come in. It's a little side um, news name that Matthew Lillard was kind of a little bit upset when he found out that they were doing an animated actual full, uh, full-length movie and that they're replacing him with Will Forte as the voice of Shaggy. And on a tweet and everything, he was going like, wow, thanks Warner Brothers and everything for all the years of um, this and that because for a while and everything like after Casey Kasem actually passed away because Casey Kasem was we all know that he was the voice and everything of the top um, top 40 um, great hits on radio now we all know he was the um, host of the top 40 and on top of that he was actually the voice of Shaggy in the original Scooby Doo anime series but like sadly before he passed away he passed the torch on to Matthew Willard because he's the one who played Shaggy in both of the live action versions of Scooby Doo and after that he was actually doing the voice of Shaggy from so many years and everything up to like sadly when he got recasted and like I said he wasn't really a happy camper about it because like to find out that you were no longer playing an iconic character and somebody else is taking over from a post and everything that he saw in the Hollywood Reporter and this is actually where I got my info from was from the Hollywood Reporter and you know I kind of hate that too is that when you've had someone who has been playing the character for so many years gets replaced by somebody else it kind of Puts a little green, um, little bit of salt and everything to the wound there. But you know, Matthew Lillard's a great guy. I know he's going to be able to do all their stuff. But here's the thing: even if he doesn't do like the big budget um, Scooby Doo movie, I know for a fact that they're going to have him come back to be the voice and everything of Shaggy for the TV shows and all the other like straight to DVD movies of um, Scooby Doo. Which, I kind of hate the fact that, like, they're only going to probably use them for that and not have them on the big screen. But, anywho, we're going to go back to um, the next character that's actually going to be a part of the Scooby-Doo movie. And it is our beloved Captain Caveman. Yep, that is right. Hanna-Barbera is coming back in a certain way. Because, yeah, they are um, bringing on Captain Caveman. Because what the story's about is that Dick Dastardly is actually trying to take over the world. So what is going on is that the Scooby game is actually teaming up with people from the Hanna-Barbera universe to actually stop the world from ending. And one of those people is Captain Caveman. And here's a bit of a shocker that the person who's actually going to be voicing Captain Caveman is none other than legendary comedic actor Tracy Morgan. That's right, folks. Tracy Morgan is actually going to be the voice of Captain Caveman in the um, Scooby-Doo animated movie. I was actually shocked in there thing about that, but in all honesty, I kind of do picture Tracy Morgan vo- um, voicing Captain Caveman. But the thing is, is that the movie has been slated for a May 2020 release and everything. So we got about next year until everything starts getting into the works of the movie getting together for the movie to like get the production going, this and that. But I'm actually really, um, I'm looking forward to checking it out. Sadly, like I said, that I do hope for the best for Matthew Lillard that he can be able to still um, keep the role as Shaggy in certain stuff, but it's just, 
I kind of hate the fact that, like, he got replaced by Will Forte. But, like, I mean, I kind of want to see how Will does and everything. Because, like, I mean, heck, um, what he did on Saturday Night Live. Having his own show, The Last Man on Earth. And actually being known for other characters. And especially with the MacGruber show. Um, the MacGruber actually coming on to TV. I'm really looking forward to seeing how that plays out. But let's go ahead and move on that here's another thing is that I am really looking forward to this that if you have not seen the Umbrella Academy season one on Netflix what are you doing with your life <laughs> but the thing is is that if you guys have not seen the Umbrella Academy on Netflix definitely do so but if you were a true hardcore um, Umbrella Academy fan like myself, you would actually try to get the books of the Umbrella Academy. Now, here's the thing. I actually have the Apocalypse Suite Dallas, and I'm actually waiting for the Hotel Oblivion to actually come out on trade paperback. Yeah, I, sadly, I am one of those people that pretty much wait until like the paperback or the hardcover versions of the books come out. Because I understand that hurts comic sales, but the fact of the matter is, is that, hey, the name is in the podcast. I'm a broke nerd. It's kind of hard <laughs> there to get single issue copies in their thing when they're like an exorbitant amount of money, like counting their thing, like um some of the Marvel books nowadays that like they're like five dollars an issue. And, like, literally, if you get, like, 5, 10, 15, like, literally four books, that's already $20 here. And that's not even including the sales tax on top of that. And, like I said, I'm glad for a fact that DC still sticks with the $3 thing. But I just really wish it was back in the day when the books were not that expensive. Because, literally, the books were, like, $0.05, 10 15 20 25 um... 25 50 75 a dollar dollar 25 dollar 50 a dollar 75 two dollars 225 and 250 but that's kind of like when i dropped off at the two dollars and 50 cent point because then it started to just keep going higher and higher and it was like going like for like three dollars three fifty four four fifty five like sometimes there's books and everything that let alone are just six dollars an issue but like i understand that like people are trying to make money and this and that, but like I'm going like holy crap, I'm not paying almost six dollars for a book when I can just wait for the um graphic novel and everything to come out. And like I said, I know that it really hurts the comic sales when you do that, but like I said, that until I can actually get some scratch coming in for this or if people start supporting me on here, or until I get sponsorship and whatnot, I gotta be a little stitchy with my money. But the thing is, is that, like, I'm really looking forward to checking it out. But uh, going on, sidetracked way too much, that it has been confirmed that Umbrella Academy is coming out with the season two. Because, ooh, man, I hated when they left us um, hanging on that season one finale. But, like I said, no spoilers. If you guys want to check what I'm talking about, definitely check it out. It's a great series. I highly recommend that you guys give me that show a check. <clears throat> okay, here's the thing. We are actually going to be talking about the Hellboy Red Band trailer. Now, I know I um, previously mentioned it in a podcast or go or so. 
But the thing is, I gotta say, I love the Red Band trailer. And I am so really looking forward to the movie coming out next month. It's April 12th is when the movie is coming out. <clears throat> and I'm really looking forward to that um, showing. Because I actually love um, Hellboy. I actually have the first um, three volumes of the Ambias books which I actually am glad the only thing I actually need to get now is a graphic novel of Hellboy and Hell Volume 2 and I am done I would have the complete collection of the Hellboy series but actually technically I wouldn't if I don't have like the two side story books but I'm actually working my way up to that but right now as of right now, I am actually just want to focus on getting the second volume of the Hellboy in Hell, which is the last volume of the Hellboy series. And if I can be able to get that, I'll be able to have the whole entire collection of the Hellboy franchise. And I actually really like that. But, like I said, watching the Red Band trailer, holy crap. <laughs> That was good. It made me laugh and like it, it got my interest sparking about wanting to see this movie more and more. And I'm definitely going to be checking it out soon. Ooh, sorry. I know that's some reverb right there. But let's go ahead and move on to something else. For any fans of Sylvester Stallone movies and especially Rambo. Here's good news. He is coming out with a new movie, but it's going to be the last one. I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, he said that a while ago about that being the last one. Here's the thing. This one is finally going to be the very last Rambo movie. It's Rambo 5, and it's going to be the end of it. This is going to be the final movie of the Rambo franchise. That pretty much what I actually read about is that pretty much John Rambo is living his life. That we all know like from the end of Rambo 4, but like um like I said, I'm not giving any spoilers away. But pretty much what happens is that John Rambo is living in a peaceful community, it's as far away, this is basically living his life. That the life that he wanted for so many years, but yet never gotten a chance to have it because of him always getting pulled into dangerous situations. And he'd grown attached to this family that had lived near the farm that he's at. Sadly, one thing leads to another. He has to come back to do what he does best. But by the, also by the sound of it, it sounds and everything like he may or may not make it out of this movie. Now, I'm not confirming anything or saying anything that he's going to be dying in the movie. And if I am, I am so sorry. This is a spoiler alert way of way advancing time. But if I am a future mind reader, remind me to buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> but the thing is, is that like, I kind of feel like that may be the main thing that's going to be happening. Because if it's going to be the final Rambo movie, it's either it's going to be the final movie for this character. And it's passing the torch to somebody else. Because they actually did the same thing with Creed. That pretty much Rocky Balboa was saying goodbye to the rank. And that um, on an Instagram post that Sylvester Stallone did. 
that he was actually passing the Creed series, or if not the Rocky series, to um, Michael B. Jordan for him to carry on the legacy of the Rocky Balboa universe and basically spanning out that way. And, you know, if that's the case, then that would be pretty good. That the Rambo series would still be going, but yet we would not have John Rambo. But a lot of people are going to be going that Rob, it wouldn't be the same without John Rambo. Okay, yes, granted, it won't. But the fact of the matter is, is that we all know that this dude... Um, is getting up in age. Hey, don't get me wrong in there. Sylvester Stallone, holy crap in there. This dude's still ripped. After so many years, and especially at his age, he's still ripped as hell. <clears throat> but, I kind of understand that we're like people just want to be able to just live their life, not be in the spotlight anymore, and just enjoy the remaining time that they have. Because, it's like they say, we don't know when we're going to go. We really don't. That's why we should live the life the best way that we can. And that's what we got to do. Is that, yeah, we stress out about this and that stuff. But we have to live our life the best that we can. And that's all we can do. And, like, that's what I feel is what's happening with the John Rambo universe. And especially with Sylvester Stallone. Like I said, that he's getting an age. And I just think that he just wants to enjoy his time with his family so I'm actually really looking forward to seeing how this movie plays out and how this movie franchise ends now I actually got one more thing before I actually end this um, episode that Jim Lee has done a variant cover for Shazam issue either 4 or 5 and what he did is that he actually took the iconic movie suit and actually draw a variant cover for one of the Shazam books which I actually think that's freaking awesome that pretty much that he is paying homage to Zachary Levi's portrayal as the Zam. Now, like, that movie is going to be coming out soon, really soon, and I'm really looking forward to checking it out. And I actually have the books. I actually have, like, the DC um, showcase books, which is actually a collection of, like, the really old books in there from back in the day. And, yes, these books are actually in black and white, but I'm totally fine with that. I mean, I actually have a copy of The Unknown Soldier, which was DC's showcase book. And, like, it was um, pretty good. And especially this one, I got to read that because, ugh. I got too much reading. <laughs> I really have too much reading that I need to do. I literally still have my stack of Marvel books that I got to get through. And I just recently added to it that I have the volume one of the Marvel Knights Deadpool by Joe Quesada and Kevin Smith. And then I actually bought... I think another X-Men book? I'm trying to look in there. I'm actually looking at my stack right now. Oh no, I actually bought a Uncanny X-Men book. It was actually part of the Marvel Now series that Brian Michael Bendis was actually writing at the time. But I literally just got to my Age of Apocalypse um, books. And these are some big ass books in there. Thing, so I definitely have to get that reading going. But I have to read that, and I'm actually going to 
Instead of reading my indie line, I'm gonna try at least knock out some of my DC books because I got a huge stack of books. I mean, if you guys want me to send you a picture, I will show you the stack of books I have that I have to still read and get through. But I'm actually really looking forward to it because I wanted to try to at least read the Zazam book that came out that's actually part of the movie. Because I really want to read that. And speaking about movies, I actually recently saw Captain Marvel. But I'm actually going to save that review and I'm actually going to save that for the next episode I do. So anywho, I hope you guys are having a great... I do apologize I keep cutting out like that. It's just that I have a major case of burbage. And I do not want it to be going up on here because... I'm already about 35 minutes in here, and I do not want to redo this because I had a lot of burps in it. <laughs> but, anywho, um, speaking of this, I hope you guys are having an amazing day. I hope you guys are having a great Tuesday. That wherever you guys are, I hope you're having a great day, a great morning, a great evening, a good afternoon, or whatever you guys are into. And that uh, I really hope that you guys are really enjoying it. I hope you guys have a great tomorrow because I'm actually going to try to get another podcast out. I know I said that before in a recent podcast, but like I said, I kind of just hit that wall a bit that like I was trying, but it was no success. But the thing is, is that like I am actually going to try to um, do it tomorrow or if not um, Thursday or Friday, I'm going to try and do that. I'm going to make that a goal to try to get another podcast out this coming week. So on top of that, I just want to say that I hope you guys are having a great night. And this is Rob, a.k.a. Broken Nerd Podcast, signing out.